Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're on Pharrell Coast to Coast on Sports Grid Sirius XM, Channel 159. The new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens, filling in for Scott Pharrell today, as I did yesterday. And we are going to set you up for a very profitable weekend in the sports landscape. Because, of course, we have the NFL week number 13. It got started last night on a Thursday night. The Dallas Cowboys prevailing by 10 points, covering a 6.5-point spread and over-under total of 45 and a Hook stays under because Taysom Hill threw four interceptions. We look ahead to the Sunday slate of NFL week number 13. Sports Grid's NFL insider Adam Kaplan joins us in our next hour to finish out our second hour of Pharrell Coast to Coast, bringing you up until 6 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to run through the slate. We're going to run through the gamut to give you the edges and opportunities, and Kaplan will give you all the headlines and the news you need to know to become a better and more informed sports better. It's also the start of conference championship weekend in college football. I say it's the start, and I'm not just talking about tomorrow on Saturday. I mean right here, right now, in just a few short hours in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. It's the UTSA Roadrunners, meep, meep, taking on the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers in the Conference USA Conference Championship game. WKU right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, the over-under total 72 and a half. What a way to get it going in conference championship action in the college football realm. Also out in Las Vegas, a Pac-12 championship game, a rematch of only just about two weeks ago, Oregon and Utah. The Utes, a slight two and a half point favorite right now on this Friday night for the Pac-12 championship game, although the line working in Oregon's favor. We break that down. We look forward to the Saturday slate as well. We will hear from some of the biggest coaches in all of college football about how they feel entering conference championship weekend. I'm talking Kirby Smart. Can he beat his former boss in Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama, taking on the head coach in Kirby of the number one team in the country in the Georgia Bulldogs? We'll hear from Jim Harbaugh on how Michigan feels heading into their first appearance in the Big Ten championship game, taking on Iowa. We'll go around the Big 12 as well. Maybe even hear from the good folks in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Bearcats on the brink of perfection, trying to get to 13-0 to become the first ever group of five team to reach the college football playoff. If you cannot tell right now, I am stoked and unreal excited for conference championship weekend in college football. We'll also look around the NBA. The one we call Mafia. Brian Siano will join us here live in studio as well to give you the fight card that you need for this upcoming weekend. And we'll talk Major League Baseball. We'll look around some college hoops. Some of the action you need to know because on Sports Grid, 
we bleed the winning edge. That's what we do at all times. So yes, Scotty's not here. Yes, Carver High is not here. But I am here and joined shortly by Dane Martinez as well to give you all the knowledge you need to make you a more informed and hopefully more money in your pocket for this weekend as a sports better can be. That's what we do today on Pharrell Coast to Coast. That's what we do here on Sports Grid, And we get you set up for everything. Again, let's talk about it. NFL week number 13. Yeah. Conference championship weekend in college football. Oh, yeah. College basketball tonight. A couple of marquee matchups with some top 25 teams in action. The NBA as well. Welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here for El Coast to Coast. On your Friday evening, I'm Ben Stevens filling in for Scotty Farrell himself. And we welcome all of you listening across all of our radio affiliates. Sirius XM Channel 159, the mightier 1090 out on the West Coast all across the country. And it's not just me. I'm not by myself here on this Friday afternoon. It is now time to welcome in Dane Martinez as well. The spitting statistician that's got rhymes and flows and the numbers you need to know. Dane, a pleasure to be having you here once again on Pharrell Coast to Coast on this Friday afternoon. I see. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Pharrell Coast to Coast on Sports Grid Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens filling in for Scott, joined by Dane Martinez, who is filling in for Carver High. Dane, we are on the precipice of conference championship weekend in college football. It starts tonight. A CUSA title game between Western Kentucky and UTSA. A Pac-12 title game also this evening out in Vegas between the Oregon Ducks and the Utah Utes. A team that will not play this weekend but still has a realistic opportunity to make the college football playoff. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they are ranked sixth in the country. They have the sixth best odds to win the national championship on FanDuel at 30-1. to And oh yeah, they have a new head coach, Marcus Freeman, promoted from defensive coordinator, will now be the new head man in South Bend. 
We're extremely proud of you guys on your focus and your ability to lock okay. in all week long this week, okay? Where is a awesome. wall that I can awesome. run through, please? It shows who you are. Come on. Your DNA. There is no better intro than in a college weight room. We <laughs> care about each other. Okay, that's what this team run is going to be about. Competing, getting after it with mental and physical toughness, yep. and being the best in the country in what we do. So be ready to do that. Yep. Yes, All right, so what I'm going to do now, okay, because you're brand new, Head football. I'm gonna do these burpees right. Oh! There we go. Get on in there, Marcus. Go tap your boys up. It's like they won the national championship. I'm fired up. This is that good stuff. This is that good stuff right there. Regardless of all the weirdness and chaos that we deal with in college football and the arbitrary BS that you might hear from the CFP selection committee or this and that with NCAA legislation, that is the good stuff right there as Marcus Freeman is introduced to his team officially as their new head coach. Dane, the Notre Dame players advocated for Marcus to get this chance. He's only been coaching for 11 years in some form or fashion in that capacity, was a defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, was brought over from Cincinnati to Notre Dame as the DC, and now elevated to the head coach. And you could see clearly how much that meant to his players. No, absolutely. They were geeked up about it. Remember, the OC is going to stay there as well. And I think it is great that very, very quickly, the university now has this kind of content out there around Notre Dame instead of the kind of egg on their face that they were talking, you know, uh -oh. answering the questions earlier in the week, you know. So I think these are much better images just as the playoff committee makes their decisions on Sunday after potentially two rounds of chaos on Saturday. I think this is all cleaned up right now. And you are also right, Ben. The transfer portal will be less full because of this quick yep. move by the Irish. And Marcus Freeman, one of the top five recruiters in all of college football. Keeping him in South Bend was imperative. That video, a lot more enthusiastic and exciting than their former head coach trying to say family with a little southern twang oh, down there. in where's Baton the Rouge accent coming There's Philly. no way he keeps that up. There's no way he keeps that up. He has to. I'm wondering how Dave, long he keeps see, that that's, up forever. Dave, that's, that, he has to. It's his life now. He doesn't know what he did, but that's his life now. He's walking his dog, sees a neighbor out in the, in the yard. Howdy, how you doing? Great Saturday we got here. Picking up his paper, ordering a latte. I'll take a medium latte. He's got to be a Southern guy from now on. That's Brian Kelly's life from here on out. It's going to be hysterical when it obviously does not last and he forgets. Or when he gets fired and apparently the accent vanishes as well. <laughs> A guy that actually has a Southern accent that coaches for a team in the SEC that is playing in the SEC Conference Championship game, the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs. And their head coach, Kirby Smart, says he is proud of the work that UGA has done this year, a perfect, unbeaten 12-0 regular season. And they're looking forward to the SEC title game as well. We're excited to be here. Um, great opportunity for our football team. Really proud of uh, the job they've done this year. Um, to get this opportunity to play on one of the largest stages there is in college football. I know our players are excited about that. Uh, they put a lot of uh, intense hard work in this week 
as well as the entire season. And we tell them all the time, they've earned this opportunity. So embrace it, enjoy it. Um, it's one of the best uh, competitive um, environments there is in all of sports. So our guys are really excited about it, looking forward to it. Georgia will be a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Alabama, who is coached by Kirby's former boss, Nick Saban. Now, Nick Saban has only lost one time to a former assistant coach. It was earlier this year against Texas A&M, the Aggies in College Station. So can Kirby get over that hump and take it on Nick Saban? He's looking forward to the intricacies of this SEC title game against Georgia. I think what our players need to do is just focus on playing one play at a time, uh, trying to win as many plays in the game as they can. Don't worry about the scoreboard. Don't worry about what the outcome means because we just need to focus on what we need to do to play well in this game, as you said, against the number one team in the country and a very, very good team. So uh, it's going to take a, a, a very good effort by a lot of people to be able to win You know those plays. Yep. Um, so. You know, that's what we're focused on here now. It will take Uh, We're focused on, you know, what do we have to do to try to get the outcome rather than worrying about what the outcome is, which, as you say, creates a lot of anxiety. Um, So that's basically how we're trying to approach it. I mean, honestly, for Nick Saban's standards, that was relatively animated. So, Dane, for only the second time in the past 12 years, Alabama will be booked as an underdog in a football game. Getting six and a half points against Georgia, is that too big of a number for you to pass up in the SEC championship game? No, it's not. I think this is the reckoning. I think Georgia finally does actually come to play. You know, I've brought it up before, Ben. You got to remember years back when Georgia got like that opening touchdown against Florida in the cocktail party and the entire team Mm. went out and danced. I feel like we are on the precipice of that kind of moment. You saw the outpouring of emotion in the big house yesterday. I think Georgia knows they are right there to finally slay the beast. I don't think it's enough points, but to be be quite honest, my favorite play in this game would be the under. I am backing that Georgia defense. I saw what the tie did last week against Auburn. They lost their running back as well. I don't think Bama will be able to score enough, and I like the under in this game. Georgia and the under for me. Georgia minus 250 right now is the heavy odds-on favorite to win the CFP National Championship. Who might be the number two seed then if Georgia is number one in the CFP? Right now, the second-ranked team in the country is Michigan. They get ready to take on Iowa in the Big Ten title game. And their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, looking forward to having his Michigan Wolverines make their first appearance in the Big Ten title game. For many of us, I mean, that was you know, the, the tremendous Tremendous weekend and uh, in, in game. I mean, you know, um, many of the players have you know texted me. This is you know, the yeah. the best. You know, uh, I'm sure. Jim, you just beat Ohio State for the first time in your tenure. Some excitement, please. And, uh, and I'm right there with them. I think there'll be kids um, named Aiden in about and now, nine months uh, in Michigan. And now, uh, you know, the the focus is is uh, shifted and to the task at hand. Sometimes Harbaugh can be quite a charismatic speaker. Not there, Dane Martinez, but Michigan laying 10 and a half against Iowa. What is your early lean? 
I think Michigan will win this game. But as you probably know, the underdog covers in the Big Ten Championship a lot. It's almost like the Miracle on Ice U.S. hockey team. They beat the Soviet Union, but they have to still win the gold medal. Michigan still has to actually beat Iowa to win the Big Ten Championship and ultimately mm. get into the bracket. I think they will do so, continuing to run the ball and punching Iowa in the mouth. I like that analogy. The over-under total, very Big Ten-esque for the Big Ten title game. 43 and a half, the lowest number for all of conference championship weekend. We go to the NFL up next here on Pharrell Coast to Coast. Stay with us on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Friday. And we're back right here on Pharrell Coast to Coast on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside Dane Martinez filling in for both Scotty and Carver High on this Friday. And we are going to dive into conference championship weekend even further for college football. But if you're missing anything from this program, make sure to follow us on social media at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV on Twitter and then at SportsGrid TV on Instagram as well. You can stay on the grid all day, even when you're not tuned in by making sure to follow us again on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. So Dane Martinez, it is conference championship weekend in college football. Tonight, the Pac-12 title game and the Conference USA title game as well. Tomorrow, a group of five team, Cincinnati, will look to finish off a perfect season at 13-0 with an AAC Conference Championship title as well to make their bid to become the first ever Group of Five team in the college football playoff. Luke Fickle's focus right now, their head coach, just winning the Conference Championship game and letting everything else take care of itself after. If you haven't watched or seen, I, I usually don't answer any of those questions. And- <laughs> 
I think that from the outside looking in, okay. we, we all know, you know, no matter who it is, so Coach Holverson, myself, we, the ultimate goal is everybody knows in college football. But inside your program and as a coach, I mean, we've had a goal and an objective is to play for a championship. And, you know, I, I don't care where you are. I think, you know, you're crazy if you don't, you know, try to focus yourself on playing for championships. And then the other things that come along with it, you know, I'm not saying we don't all want it, but it's it's for the outside people to really kind of stir up and, and be excited about. Luke Fickle has said that point all year long, Dane. He's not a fan of the style points conversation. He doesn't like right. to run up the score, regardless of what that might look like for the college football playoff selection committee. But tomorrow, Cincy, a 10-and-a-half-point favorite, against Houston, a Cougars team that has won 11 straight games since dropping their season opener. So a team on an 11-game winning streak against a team on a 12-game winning streak winning all of their regular season games. Dane, do you think Cincinnati needs to cover that 10.5-point spread tomorrow to make one final impression on the CFP committee? No, I don't. I think the concept of style points, we are past that, if you want to know the truth. I think the only mm. thing they need to do is win because, to your point, Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars are a very good team. This would be a very yeah. big notch on the belt, regardless, just the win itself. This is an 11-1 and team. This would be a top 25 win. And ironically, when you actually look at some of the schedules of these other teams, everybody wants to assume that the Cincinnati schedule is so bad well a road win at notre dame certainly looks very good right now people thought smu That's was a quality club and this houston team is a real win i don't think they need the quote-unquote style points i think they just need to win i think they are focused and i think they will win because they see it it is so close and like i said yesterday unlike almost every other conference championship game this is up in Cincinnati in December. So the only problem for Dana's boys is they got to come up north in December. I think that is going to be a problem. I like Cincinnati to win. I don't know if they're going to cover, but the style points is actually the quality of the opponent itself. Cincinnati had not covered in four straight games against AAC foes in the middle portion of that conference slate. It led people to believe is Cincy really that good? Then they ended out the regular season covering in dramatic fashion and with thorough authority over SMU, winning that game 48-14. And then to cap out the regular season, an unbeaten regular season, by the way, beating ECU 35-13, covering as nearly a two-touchdown favorite. The over-under total, 52.5, and we have two top 10 scoring offenses in all of college football. Cincinnati right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook is 16 to 1 to win the national championship. The fifth best odds. The team ahead of them, Oklahoma State. 14 to 1 are the Pokes to win the CFP national championship. Oklahoma State ranked fifth. Cincinnati currently ranked fourth. Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game as a five and a half point favorite against the Baylor Bears. So what is Mike Gundy, the skipper in Stillwater, telling his boys ahead of the conference championship game? Just focus on winning that football game. Since we've started this new format of having a championship game, years before view of that we were playing though, in a game, air, most of the time Gundy, against Oklahoma at the end 40. of the year, that the winner was the Big 12 champion, right? Four, oh. Three, four, five times, I don't know. 
but we've oh, been in that situation based Ooh. on it was oh, the last game of the it. year. And if you won, you won it. The extent if you of didn't, the party you got in second. the back is what I'm talking about. But this is the first time that this format's been out that I've been in the championship yep. game. And for you guys, Correct. it's the it's same. And there are no guarantees that you can ever get in this again. We don't know that. So that's profound. I'm asking Mike. you to maximize yourself yeah. in all areas to give yourself the best chance to play that you can play on Saturday. Um, so as you look back on it, you don't have any regrets. That is a good final point because in the four years since the Big 12 title game was reinstituted, Oklahoma has been in it all four seasons. Oklahoma State hadn't beaten OU in Bedlam in nearly a half decade. They did this past Saturday, so they will be in the Big 12 title game against the Baylor Bears. Their head coach, Dave Aranda, not nearly as much hair as that beautiful mullet on Mike Gundy that you saw there, but the focus remains the same. An opportunity in the Big 12 championship game tomorrow. The first thing that pops out was, you know, that was our first really... Um, road environment so you know pressure creates abnormal behavior i think we were in spots where um you know the so does the jersey number said it was so and so but we weren't acting like that person and i think coaching wise same thing wow. and so there was a Damn. lot of unforced errors in that game um things that um, unfortunately <laughs> like we could me. control um that we didn't bit. do a very good job with, and so you I can think. You be Dave um, for Halloween next year. You know, credit to. I need a uh, Baylor hoodie. Oklahoma State. We played two. We played Baylor and we played them that night, and so I think there's that. I think the ability to play through adversity, and to um, control the stuff you can't control. I think we've grown in that space. That's one of the best football guy answers I have ever heard. That was deep and poetic in a way. And to say that because your football team did not act like itself, you were playing two opponents, Oklahoma State and Baylor, that is an absolute football guy thing of beauty. What Dave Aranda is referencing there, Dane, of course, is the first meeting between these two teams earlier on in October in the beginning portion of the Big 12 conference schedule. On that day, Oklahoma State, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite, beat Baylor 24-14. to 14. So, Okie State covered, and a total stayed way under. This total, 46-and-a-half, and Oklahoma State, a current five-and-a-half-point favorite against Baylor, who emerges, Dane Martinez, out of the Big Ten Championship game as a title winner? You know, I think Oklahoma State might actually be able to do it. And, you know, the total of 46 and a half is the part I want to get onto here with you, Ben. When was the time you would think about an Oklahoma State team trying to win with defense? You know, they have a ton of upperclassmen on that side of the ball. And I think they see the opportunity here as well. I said it with you yesterday. There are so many conferences here where teams feel like they finally have their opportunity. Most of the time, only like one spot is up for grabs but we can get a lot of new blood this year, whether it's a group of five, whether it's Michigan slaying the beast, Georgia slaying the beast, or even the behemoth that is Oklahoma, not there anymore and their swan song in this conference. I actually like Oklahoma State to get there, to win and to represent this conference in the playoff. And to be honest, I think they're going to do it with defense. When was the last time you saw a Big 12 championship game with a total in the mid-40s, mm. Ben? 
You know what I mean? I do think Baylor is a better team, and you're supposed to be a better team in December than you are in September or October, but give me the Cowboys in this game. I mean, Dan, you look at a Big 12 title game total of 46 and a half. Bedlam last week was like 48 and a half. When was the last time you ever saw that? But the reason, it's crazy to think about, but the reason why is because this year, Mike Gundy offensively is running the football with the best of them in all of college football and Oklahoma State, a top five scoring defense, a top five total defense, and a top five rushing defense as well. That has been the name of the game and the calling card for the Cowboys from Stillwater all year long again conference championship weekend begins tonight out in las vegas the pac-12 title game also a rematch from earlier in the regular season just about two weeks ago utah and oregon the utes a two and a half point favorite the over under total here has dropped but still at 57 and a half dane here's how i see this game utah is not going to beat oregon again the line has already worked in the Ducks' favor. The reason Utah was so dominant in a 38-7 to win a couple of weeks ago, it was in Salt Lake, where Utah is a perfect 6-0 at home this year, but just 2-4 against the number away from Salt Lake City. Oregon, meanwhile, it's two most impressive wins of the entire season as an underdog outright on the road against Ohio State and against UCLA. Dane, tell me am I crazy quickly here. Ducks plus 120 money line, baby. That's exactly where I go as well. Ducks plus the 120. They just saw each other a couple of weeks ago, and Oregon is going to find its way in the granddaddy of them all. I love it. They'll be smelling the roses in Pasadena for a second time this year when they beat UCLA earlier on to clinch a berth or at least get them on the way to a berth to the Pac-12 championship game. All right, now we put college football to the side for a moment. We flip our attention. NFL week number 13, that's it. It's just sports gaming. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Pharrell, coast to coast, right here on Sports Grid on a Friday. A football Friday to get you set for the weekend. Conference Championship weekend in CFB. We have broken that down from virtually every angle. Now time to turn our attention to NFL week number 13. That got started last night in New Orleans between the Dallas Cowboys and New Orleans Saints. I am Ben Stevens filling in for Scott Farrell and Mike Carver alongside Dane Martinez. We are doing double duty here the last couple of days, filling in on Farrell coast to coast and still providing you those edges right here on the grid. So Dane, last night in New Orleans, a 27 to 17 win for the road team in the Dallas Cowboys. They cover as a six and a half point favorite. The over under total 45 and a half stays under Dane this was one of your plays mm-hmm. you said Tony Pollard would be a big yep. factor in the game Tony Pollard to find the end zone was plus 145 entering the game and certainly Tony Pollard found the end zone for the Cowboys and got things going for Dallas toss to Pollard and there he goes Tony Pollard down the sideline Jets are on Touchdown, Dallas. 58 yards, and Tony Pollard just showed the world how fast he is. So that, a good bet from Dane Martinez. Also, if he said Micah Parsons before the year to be the defensive rookie of the year in the Mm. NFL, that would have been a great bet as well because Micah Parsons recorded a sack last night against the Saints. He's had at least one sack in five straight games. He's had a combined seven and a half sacks in the last five games so the linebacker edge rusher extraordinaire however you want to describe him out of Penn State he's been on a roll right now and despite all that he and the Cowboys have done to take the number one seed in the NFC East right now into their firm grasp still a lot more left to go Super Bowl I mean playoffs I mean you got five games left and, you know, there's stuff to be done within them five games. I don't think it's time for me to sit on my couch and start smiling, eating Cheetos just yet. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do something way bigger than what anybody else uh, thought we could do this year. So that's what I'm focused on. I'm just doing my job in the process. Micah Parsons, minus 2,000. Dane Martinez to be the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. His teammate Trayvon Diggs, who had his ninth interception of the year. Mm -hmm. The second best odds to win the NFL DPOY Defensive Player of the Year at plus 400. So, Dane, the Dallas Cowboys, like Micah Parsons was alluding to, minus 1,000 of the heavy odds on favorites to win the NFC East Division right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. They are also plus 500, the fourth best odds to claim the NFC Conference crown. How legitimate do you think the Dallas Cowboys are within the NFC? I do think they're a legitimate team. I've been talking about them as one of the five teams in the NFC for a long time, and they have a couple of advantages over some of the others. One is they play in a weak division. They may have the opportunity to stack some wins against that division in the end of their schedule, and that could mean home games in the playoffs. I was telling you about this yesterday, I think, when we were talking about Tampa Bay, that in the NFC, I want the teams that are going to be at home, and Dallas might be one of them. 
them as they moved to eight and four. I think they also, you're talking about season-long awards. I think Dak, Dak Prescott has shown himself as an MVP candidate, even yeah. though the offense doesn't look good right now. As long as he is upright, they have a chance. He is certainly maturing. And the other thing is I am looking for teams as I'm surveying the landscape right now that I think have playmakers on defense, okay? All of these teams that we're talking about, we all know they could put up 30 on any given day. I'm looking for a team with a defense that has some playmakers. You talk about Parsons. You talk about Diggs. They got Lawrence back as well last night. I'm looking for the ascending defense that can make stops, can make those kind of game-wrecking plays, and Dallas is one of them, and they may be at home because of getting fat off a weak division. I like Dallas in the NFC better than some other teams, and now at this point, they've been there before as well. The last point I'll make about this is in the NFL these days, especially when the calendar turns to January, you're going to need a one-two punch in the run game, and Dallas has that, Mm. probably the best one in the NFL this side of Chubb and Hunt. I think that's important as well. We're not seeing vintage Zeke right now, but part of that is because they have the ability to manage him a little bit more until we get to the playoffs. Yeah, I completely agree. That's why we have seen more of Tony Pollard becoming a factor into this offense, hoping to get Ezekiel Elliott fully healthy and then pick your poison. And then you throw in the wide receivers that are getting healthy for Dak Prescott as well. CeeDee Lamb, a huge night last night, over 90 receiving yards, over his receiving yards prop of 63 and a half. So that was Thursday night football to begin week number 13. Week 13 in the NFL ends on Monday night in what might be the best game of the entire slate. The Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots meeting for the first time this season in what will have a tremendous impact on the AFC East division and the divisional market on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, the Bills minus 130 as the odds-on favorites. The Pats not far behind, though, plus 110. So as the Patriots have the best scoring defense in the NFL, facing one of the best young talents at the quarterback spot, in Josh Allen, here's how Matthew Judon, who might also have a case for Defensive Player of the Year, feels about facing Buffalo signal caller. I mean, we all see it in the stats and the numbers, but you just see they gave him the keys to the offense, and uh, he he's utilizing them very well. He's having a great season this year, uh, as he did prior seasons, and uh, he just continues to get better with every game and every year and every snap that he takes. So. Uh, you know, Josh Allen is uh, becoming, you know, uh, one of those franchise quarterbacks that we, we, we will see for a very long time. So the Pats have the top scoring defense in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills have the second best scoring defense in the NFL. Exactly. Might be the reason the over-under total is 42 points. Or could it be because this game is being played in western New York? Buffalo, New York where the weather on Monday night might be a little bit frightful as we get ready for the holiday season. Josh Allen, he's used to playing in Buffalo, though. Obviously, that's kind of one of the reasons I was drafted here is I've played in the elements. I understand um, Those hands. You know, myself in these elements. And, again, sometimes yeah. it's extremely hard when the wind's blowing 45, 50 miles an hour if it's raining. Um, but, again, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I was drafted to come here and play in these types of elements. So, to be honest, I don't, I don't really check the, the forecast. Um, it's all really, and again, we all know what Buffalo is and how things can change in, in an instant. And, um, 
again, I got to be ready to play in whatever type of weather and, and try to execute the game plan. So, Dane, the Pats have won six straight games. They are the hottest team in the NFL. Not only have they won six straight, they have covered six in a row and five of the last six as a favorite for Monday night. They will be an underdog getting two and a half points on the road against the Buffalo Bills. The over-under total, like we mentioned, 42 for a primetime game on a Monday night. How do you approach this matchup between the Patriots and the Bills? I like Buffalo in this game, Ben. I like because they are the home team, because Bills Mafia will be putting people through tables. You said it. The Patriots are the number one defense in the NFL. The Bills are the number two defense in the NFL. You add up their Mm. points per game allowed, you only get to something like 36 if you want to know the truth. However... I don't know if I play the total in this game because these two defenses are also tied for second in the NFL in terms of takeaways. They have both forced 25 turnovers apiece. And so we may get some short fields. I want to see who makes the mistake. Everybody lauds Mac Jones as a rookie with a great efficiency, with a great completion percentage, being able to game manage, right? We'll see if he can do that against this Buffalo defense. Josh Allen, on the other hand, has been a playmaker right we'll see if part of his maturing process is in a game like this that could be very nip and tuck could be blue collar that he doesn't make the big mistake I want to see which of these teams don't make the mistake because both of these defenses can force the mistake that's where I think this is going to be one is it the evolution of Josh Allen understanding that or does Mac Jones really just become like a perfect game manager the way he has been so far this season ultimately though I think Buffalo is more dynamic I think this is a step up in class for New England a step up of environment for Mac Jones I like Buffalo and I would lay the just short of a field goal number and right now like we mentioned Buffalo minus 130 better odds to win the AFC East division on the FanDuel Sportsbook than the Patriots Mm -hmm. who are plus 110 this on Monday night their first meeting of the year their second meeting will come Christmas weekend and those two games very well could decide who's a division champion and who's playing for a wild card spot of course Tom Brady spent most of his career in New England he knows what it's like playing in Buffalo now he's down in sunny southern Florida down there in Tampa Bay having a wonderful time in the weather and this weekend he goes to a dome in Atlanta Georgia but at the tender age of 44 years old how is Tom Brady feeling now entering week 13 of the longest season in NFL history I certainly love the game and I love my teammates and I love practicing and and uh I love the competition and I love the sport um, you love Giselle too. I think what though. gets harder when you get older is you know you're not 25, so says, there's just a lot of other walk, important things out. too. And um, but you know this, you know I'm having a great time, so I don't want to talk to start talking about retirement. <laughs> I was gonna say this yeah. is a retirement. No, question, it's but... definitely not. That sounded like a man who's pretty comfortable with how things are going, and maybe rides off into the sunset what do I know they won a Super Bowl last year they are the favorites right now on FanDuel to win a Super Bowl once again at plus 550 this week Dane the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a 10 and a half point road favorite against the Atlanta Falcons that over under total one of the highest of the weekends at 50 and a half 
Yeah, absolutely. You talk about how comfortable Tom Brady looks. I think he'll be comfortable in the pocket as well. The Falcons with the fewest sacks in the NFL, only 15 all season long in this matchup. I think Tampa will score. Forget about the spread. That's a double digit number on the road in division. Forget about the total because I don't know if Matt Ryan and the Falcons offense can hold up to their end of the bargain. Matt Ryan can barely stay upright these days. In this Mm. matchup, I like the team total for Tampa I believe it's at 30 and a half maybe around 31 I think the Bucks score on Sunday when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a double digit favorite this year it's already happened five times they have covered in four of those five games as a double digit favorite but all of those coming in Tampa Bay Florida in fact last week as a shorter three-point favorite on the road against Indianapolis was the first time all year Tampa covered as an away team so what trend wins the day on Sunday will it be Tampa's propensity of being a good double digit favorite or will it be their struggles on the road just one in five against the number on the road so far this year the Georgia Bulldogs and Alabama Crimson Tide play in Atlanta the day before and then it will be the Falcons and the Bucks also Dane one final note here that we got on this Friday Daniel Jones the quarterback of the New York Giants has officially been ruled out for this Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. The line opened up at two and a half in favor of the Finns at last check. It is currently six in favor of Miami on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Plenty more to dive into for NFL Week 13. Coming up in our second hour, Adam Kaplan, Sports Grid NFL Insider, will join us to do that. But we round out hour number one for El Coast to Coast on this Friday. It's Dane Martinez and Ben Stevens. We'll be back after this. It's simple, really. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Closing out our first hour together here on Pharrell Coast to Coast on this Friday. It's Ben Stevens and Dane Martinez filling in for Scott Pharrell and Mike Carver. But right now, we have not locked out those two great hosts, but Major League Baseball is in a lockout. And yesterday, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred was speaking at the ballpark at Arlington. And of course, he blended the players, saying that what the Major League Baseball Player Association is asking for would, and I quote, ruin baseball. Uh, Rob, what about the union's proposals was bad for the sport, bad for fans, and bad for competitive balance? Well, let, let, let me take, let's take five-year free agency. I think that the, you know, we already have um, teams in smaller markets that struggle to compete. Um, shortening the period of time that they control players makes it even harder for them to compete. It's also bad for fans in those markets. The most negative reaction we have is when a player leaves via free agency. It, it, we don't see that making it earlier, available earlier. We don't see that as a positive. Uh, taking $100 million away from teams that are already struggling to put a competitive product on the field, I don't, I don't see how that's helpful. Rob Manfred, not happy there, Dane Martinez, with what the players are asking for. What did you make of the commissioner's statements? First of all, this is all posturing as we were talking about right now. Everyone has to talk tough. We will see what happens after the Super Bowl when it becomes relevant again right around spring training here. I think it's interesting that competitive balance may actually be the topic at hand. I don't know, though, that it matters because many of these owners in the small market teams care about the bottom line more than competitive balance, and I guess it's their right to do so. I think this is going to be a while. I don't know if we get 162 games this year. Yeah, it did not sound all that optimistic, but again, still the first week of December. We'll see what happens by the time we near spring training as that soft deadline. All right, hour number two of Pharrell Coast to Coast comes up after you hear from the Rage and Redhead himself, Cam Stewart. Stay with us on the grid. We could give you some BS saying we get off on the high-minded calculations and analysis. (laughs) Really, we mostly do it for the fun. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.